everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Have you ever wondered what the judgment seat of Christ is? Will believers be judged when they get to heaven? Today, we're reading 2 Corinthians 5, and our Devo writer, Mandy, gave us a great overview of the chapter, which you can read at jointhejourney.com. But because she did such a great job, I want us to spend our time together focusing on one verse in particular. Have you ever met someone who claims Christ but almost uses their salvation as an excuse to sin? Maybe they prayed a prayer at one point or think, hey, there's grace, right? In chapter 5, verse 10, Paul gives a warning. For we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. What's he getting at? While we're saved by faith alone, through grace alone, in Christ alone, according to Scripture alone, and to the glory of God alone, all believers will have to give an account for their life on this earth. We have a, well, what some call a moral responsibility before God. This means that while we're saved by faith and not our works, our salvation shouldn't produce in us indifference. We're to live for God's glory. So think about Paul's audience. Remember 1 Corinthians? He didn't want the Corinthians to grow indifferent towards sin. I mean, really, think about it. In 1 Corinthians 5, Paul addressed sexual immorality within their church. In 1 Corinthians 6, Paul addressed lawsuits believers were filing against one another, prostitutes, and idolatry. And in 1 Corinthians 11, Paul stressed the importance of orderly worship. I mean, there were countless examples where, like us today, the Corinthian church was getting the Christian life wrong— And Paul definitely didn't model an attitude of indifference in regard to sinful living. One commentator said this, What humans do in the body has moral significance and eternal consequences. Our sinful actions are not only confusing to the outside world, but also matter in eternity. So everyone who's mindful of their mortality, that is, our lives will one day come to an end, everyone who's mindful of mortality, they must also be mindful of their morality. That is, how do they live? Are their decisions good or bad? We must be mindful of the fact that our lives will come to an end and we have a moral responsibility. The teaching about the judgment seat before which all believers must come reminds us that we have been saved not for a life of aimlessness or indifference, but to live as to the Lord. That's 1 Corinthians 5.15. The sure prospect of the judgment seat reminds the Corinthians, and really all believers, myself included, that while we are righteous in Christ by faith alone, the faith that justifies, that is, our faith that puts us in right standing with God, is to be expressed by love and obedience, faithful living. James 1.22 in the NLT says this, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. We're saved by faith, and such a faith beckons behavior change. Romans 6, verses 1 and 2. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? Verse 2, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? We're saved by faith, and such a faith beckons behavior change. It calls for it. God doesn't call us to live apathetic lives. Rather, He calls us to drop everything and follow Him. And one day, we'll stand before him and be held accountable for our life on earth. Paul refers to this moment of evaluation as the time when a believer must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, something 
commonly referred to as the Bema Seat or Bema Seat, B-E-M-A. We read about this moment of judgment in Romans 14, 2 Timothy 2, 2 Timothy 4, and Revelation 2. While some people may hold different viewpoints as to what this judgment will look like, it's important we remember three things. First, we must remember Christ is the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation is a big church word that basically means Jesus appeases or satisfies the wrath of God that our sin deserves while also restoring or reconciling our relationship with Him. My good deeds don't determine how God sees me, and my bad deeds don't determine how God sees me. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ, Romans 8.1, and we aren't saved by works, Ephesians 2.8-9. So that's one. Christ is the propitiation for our sins. And two, God's commandments aren't burdensome. 1 John 5.3 reminds us of this. God's given us commandments, or said differently, instructions for righteous living because He loves us and has our best interest at heart. These commandments shouldn't feel like that one math worksheet you never wanted to do back in seventh grade. While we don't always get everything right, and obedience or math worksheets are sometimes difficult, God's not seeking to wear you down. He wants you to experience life to the full. And lastly, or third, when we think about heaven in this future judgment, we have to remember that sin is removed from the equation. Here's what I mean by that. We won't be looking around at who got what reward or who didn't. We won't be burdened by comparison. A performance mentality goes out the window. It's all about Jesus, not us. And our good God delights to cherish his kids. I don't know what God taught you as you read today's chapter, but I'd love to. I realized the other day, back when we were studying 1 Corinthians, that you can all use the review feature on Apple Podcasts to let me know what God's teaching you or share something you want me to cover in an upcoming episode. I'd love to hear from y'all, and I'd love to give all of our listeners the opportunity to hear from each other. So if your time in God's Word through Join the Journey has been a blessing, please tell me about it through the review forum. I'd love to know what you're learning, and I'd love for y'all to have the opportunity to encourage one another. That's all we've got time for today, but I'm looking forward to hearing about how Christ is working in and through all of us. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.